when when you're feeling that way, the only person that can help you is yourself. Like you have to be aware of it and accept that that problem. And then like, okay, so let's look at it in the face and let's fix it. Hey, welcome to the Current Mood Podcast. This is your host, Jacqueline Marie. Current Mood is a series exploring self-care techniques, mental models, and core patterns propelling our increasingly digital lives. Through conversations with founders, entrepreneurs, educators, and executives across creative disciplines, I get a chance to learn about things that work for people in their everyday lives. In this next conversation, I got a chance to sit down with Ashley Outrageous, Ashley is a boss at the intersection of music and art. She's been doing this for a long time. She does everything from creative uh, strategy to artist management to event production. She's just like, she's like a secret weapon, like Swiss Army knife. Uh, we got a chance to talk about just kind of like her professional background and, and, and how she's seen social media and the internet evolve um, in the music industry over the last like 10 years. Um, we talked about time management as an entrepreneur, uh, what, what like a healthy workflow looks like, working horizontally and including others. And then, of course, we got into mental health. We talked about just like people pleasing and self-love and codependency and how those are all related. We talked about establishing healthy boundaries and just kind of knowing when to take a break. We had a really good talk. Hey, welcome to Current Mood. Thank you for having me. Your I'm nails, excited. Yeah, your nails look pretty fun. Thank you. This is my nails are my my thing. They've been my thing for the past five years. You know, because fashion, I'm I've always been like very chill. But when it comes to nails, I'm like pow. <laughs> There's your fashions on your yeah. Hands. My fashions on my on my nails, and I you know it's I'm everything else. Like I don't dye my hair. I don't really cut it often. It's like this is really the most grooming. That I do. I know your eyebrows look pretty good. Yeah, they get threaded. That's it. But you know, I always buy buy the packages for the threading. Oh, for so, real? Yeah. Oh wow. The deal. Packages. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can get like you buy three for the price of two, or you know, whatever. That's gotta I'm be... all about the deals. I'm the budget baby. That's You're what my the friends call budget. me. What is that? I just you know I'm here for the deals. Coupon queen. <laughs> like I'm just you know trying what? to be realistic with stuff. Literally, when I shop, I'm always like, wait. I got a coupon. <laughs> Hold on. Don't put it yeah. back. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I wish I was better at that shit. I don't know. That's become a hobby too. I'm, I'm just always, even if it's <laughs> online shopping, I'm like, let me look at like retail me not. See if there's a couple of coupons <laughs> for like a 10% off free shipping something. Wow. wow. So um, I'm here with Ashley Outrageous. Yep. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, yeah. So what do you do? What's your what's your profession, my friend? So, um, I've done quite a few things throughout <laughs> my life, but I like to say right now I'm very focused with three. Which okay. number one would be artist management, mm-hmm. then two is event production, and then three is just being a creative consultant. Which you know that that's pretty broad of what <laughs> right. that. Uh, really encompasses because it could be if I'm giving brand names for like people to seed products or if I'm suggesting how an artist should go about a release you know mm. really it, de- it depends the project project cool. project basis yeah that sounds fun but more so management has been a focus right now yeah and I've been loving it so what kind of people are you managing so right now I have one let's call her I'm like a mixed media artist her name is Deanna, goes by It's Koval on Instagram. Um, she's awesome, mm-hmm. so talented. Mm-hmm. She's my first artist who's not a musician. Mm. Um, then I have another, mu- then I have a musician. Mm-hmm. Um, she's based in Florida, but I'm still working on that because okay. I highly believe in artist development. And she will officially be my first artist that I'll be 
you know, that I'm going to be even bringing to show everybody that I'm managing. So, hey guys, I have something to show you. Yeah. In a sense, I'm like really <laughs> nervous about it, but it's like a good nervous because I just believe in her so much and she's super talented. And so even when I mention it on mm-hmm. like to people lightly like this, they're like, well, who is it? And I'm like, well, it's not ready yet. I'm, because, okay. you know, while I've been, <laughs> I've been in music for so long. How and long? Oh my God. I've been going on 10 years now. Like, cause I started when I was young. I'm 29 now. Mm-hmm. And I started, yeah, when I was 20, like getting into music industry via my blog. Ah, that's how it all started. Yeah. That's how I started too. Yep. The blog, blog was my internship. <laughs> was your blog called Ashley Outrageous? Yep. Where'd the outrageous come from? Before I had the name Ashley Outrageous, I had a nickname throughout high school um, that, my friend, when I told him he had a blog, and then when I told him, like, I want to start a blog, like, I liked what he was doing, he was like, okay, well, we need to give you a new, like... We need to just, give you a stage name. Yeah, like a name. <laughs> so, Outrageous came about because I guess I've just always been, like, loud and out there, and I'm just randomly shouting something. <laughs> and it um it still goes with my initials because my last name is Ocampo, so it's still AO. So, even till this day, like, people either call me Ashley, some people call me AO, and it's funny because the AO is still my initials. It's Ashley Outrageous people are referring to, but it's still Ashley Ocampo, so it works with both. And it's just, it's stuck for for that long. Yeah, well, that's how I know you. I had to Google your last name to put you on security (laughs) I could have told you that. (laughs) I know, but I was like... It's definitely, it's on my LinkedIn, too. It's like Ashley Outrageous Ocampo. Oh. (laughs) And it's funny because uh, even so with Deanna, the mixed media artist that I'm managing now, I have an email account for her. Mm-hmm. And um, that one says Ashley Ocampo, but at times when people email us for work inquiries and it's coming to my email mm-hmm. and I know them, I'm like, oh, hey, it's me, Ashley. Outrageous. Because <laughs> most of the time, most people don't know my real last name. Right. So then they're like, oh my God, I didn't realize it was you. Uh, you should have <laughs> told me. Yeah. So you've been like, with the blog world, You've been kind of like on the internet and doing social media stuff before it was really what it is now, right? For what, to eight, ten years? Yeah. Like Tumblr days? Oh my gosh. Pre yeah, Tumblr? Yeah, definitely MySpace, Tumblr like- days. Oh my gosh. I, you know, I was just an internet kid. Yeah. Even starting from, I remember the first thing I had was a AOL homepage. Oh, okay, bro. Yeah. With all like the little, like the, the glittery fonts and stuff. Like, I live for that. Do you have um, like a, what was your screen name? Is it embarrassing? Oh yeah, I know. I got, I got, a, I got one too. It's pretty bad. Mine was like Miss Little Lady. Like what? Jeez. <laughs> when I tell people, they're like, "What?" And if I showed you the way that I spelled it, you would be like, "Wow, wow, whose man's is this?" Like, but, um, like from a rave was like all different cat like cats yeah, and oh my gosh, it's just <laughs> ridiculous. And I even spelled rather than little L I T T L E, I spelled it L I D D. Wow. Like, and people were like, Lytle? I'm like, I was just trying to do something. Because I guess, I think it was like the the correct spelling was taken, so I had to switch it up. Oh, my gosh. Okay. But yeah, like, I've always been an internet kid. So then it went, yeah, to MySpace. And, you know, during that time, everybody was teaching themselves HTML. True. We were all, you know, searching up codes. Um, And then, yeah, so, like, getting into blogging and then, blogging getting me into doing digital and like social Mm -hmm. for artists Mm -hmm. i've always felt it really just came naturally because you know i had been it's a student of the internet since like you know like (laughs) it's like our generation like we were like a part of the rise of the internet like still like when aol and you have to wait for it to load and all that yeah dial up you know (laughs) so everything always just felt natural and like i grew up i never had a tv in my room but i had my own computer what? I was always fascinated by the computer too. I was always because you know back then I had like the, the <laughs> computer with the big back thing. So yeah. I'm like, how are these things even made? Right. Like, how is it doing this? Same thing like a TV. Right. But yeah, I I always had my own computer. Like, was it like DOS prompt days? What did I have? I'm like, I had a Dell. A Dell. Okay, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I think the first time I got a Mac was. Right after high school, yeah, I went to Apple, and now I've never looked back. I Same. iPhone, the iPod, everything. <laughs> it's too much. I know. Now I'm sucked in. Adele definitely got me through college, though. 
Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Shout I out. I think, and then my parents had like a gateway computer. <laughs> I think my parents still have that. Computer. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so who were some of your like early artists that you worked with um, doing digital stuff for? Um, the first opportunity I ever got to with like artists that I th- are like known was a uh, TDE. Mm-hmm. My first project with them was Absol. Then my second, um, Absol was a uh, the control system. Yep. And then my second project, which was the biggest one, was Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid, Mad City, and I did Maybe. digital and social for that and to this day i'm still like oh my gosh i can't believe that i got to work on that album because it's yeah one of my favorite albums like i'm definitely telling my kids about this <laughs> yes you know um wow, that's so cool and then so it was really primarily them for about two years and then that just you know even that opportunity showed me more about myself and what i wanted to do and yeah. and opened my eyes to more that I could do. And that's when I feel like I definitely started to let the blog go. And mm. that's why I like to say like my blog was like my internship because <laughs> I didn't finish school and I didn't mm. do like an official internship. Like, you know, let's say like nowadays people are interning at record labels right. or Spotify somewhere. Like, you know, I, I didn't have that. My blog was that and mm. making my name for myself with my blog was my way to even meet people and like and to move and shake and to network and mm-hmm. going to events like South by Southwest mm-hmm. and A3C or even CMJ. Sometimes I'm like, is CMJ still a thing here in New York? <laughs> I don't know. It's um, possible. So what was like digital media, social media like for Good Kid Mad City for Kendrick Lamar? What year was that? Um, is that 2013 or 12? I know it was in my young, my young 20s. <laughs> I feel like it's 2012 or 2013. Yeah, but that like was a lot has changed. You know, then. yeah, like um, like what was digital there was marketing back then? Oh my gosh, there was so it was just One there was sheets. definitely like a there was a focus on Facebook. Okay, then um and Twitter, Instagram wasn't really like it was like the thing just came yet. Around. Yeah, yeah, it was like still just like you know coming around, but yeah, and then it was just press making sure even like we were making um splash pages for tickets and even like interactive um splash pages where like people could put like you know the good command city cover was like a polaroid so like people could upload an image and then it would look like the cover oh that's cool which i know people still do like different websites and stuff like that so at least like that's still something that goes on these days but then it was a lot of even just brand partners making sure that we were spreading the word about that I, i remember being a high focus on facebook and i was recently cleaning out my room and I had posted um, a photo that I had from a notebook where I wrote down social goals. Oh wow! For them. Oh wow! Um, and I'm yeah, that was 2012 because I the top of the of the notebook says like May 2012 through something 2013, like what the goals were. It was like for like six months. Yeah. So when I was looking back on that the other day, I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like this is. It was like, oh, let's get Kendrick to one million. Um, he's well over that now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, it was just, oh my, I'm like, it was, I feel like it was so long ago. I right. can barely remember, but I do remember that it was just, you know, like once in a lifetime things I'll never forget, you know, and it, and it really opened, like I said, it just opened my eyes to other things and what I wanted to do. And yet being more so being a part of a team mm-hmm. and, and helping artists and behind the scenes and, you know, even making sure like we were showing their personality online via uh, tweets. I remember like that was Vine was doing good then mm-hmm. or like the video blogs, which were a hit. Right. Like, people loved video blogs. I think like Wiz Khalifa did a great job with, um, the video blog, his dud. I think it was called like Day Today, his series. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just making sure that their personality was seen online and that the fans can feel connected. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm always like, I always give, my grace is to TDE because without that opportunity, I don't, I don't know when I would have discovered that I wanted to do more with artist side and, yeah. you know, like my, my doing my blog stuff was cool, but I don't think I ever fully felt comfortable with like being like a face in front of the screen and interviewing people. Mm-hmm. I definitely started to feel more comfortable being behind the scenes and like yeah. part of a team and making shit happen. Yeah, which you do. Yeah, which I feel like maybe we first met at like South Bay. I think so. I don't know. Long ass time ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to remember when that exactly was. 
Or perhaps was it my 25th birthday party that oh, I had on your on rooftop? The roof? Oh, yeah. yeah. There are photo, there's photo evidence of that one. Yep. <laughs> that was yeah, a like, fun yep. party. That was a fun party. <laughs> that was a that was a good party. That was a good 25th. Yeah. I, I remember that vividly. <laughs> Do you yeah. remember it, though? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, the pictures help. But yes. You're like, is this my memory or is this a photo? (laughs) I go through photos all the time. I'm like, did this happen? Or I just remember the photo of it happening. Right. (laughs) I don't know. So what happened after TDE? Like, what was your kind of like foray into where you are now? Like, how did that happen? So I moved to New York in 2014. Mm -hmm. And like top of 2014. And... Then, you know, that's when I was like, st- I was still certainly figuring out what I wanted to do. You moved from Miami? Yeah. Okay. I absolutely did not know what the hell I wanted to do. Well, I just what knew I did. year old then? Right. <laughs> no, but even then I was still, I was 23 when I moved. I mean, what 23 year old? <laughs> yeah. You know, I was, I just knew that I had, you know, been, I had my blog and I had been even putting on shows in Miami, um, doing a lot of like partnerships with brands. That's when I, I even like, it was like at 22, I think when I first started getting like influencer checks and things like that. And I was like, okay, like while this is cool and all, <laughs> I want to do more. Yeah. I was already getting at, you know, I was already getting burnt out of yeah. partying and like hosting a party every week. And then also doing it's like another event for a brand. No, it's like, I just knew yeah. like, that's not making me happy. Yeah. And that was, you know, even when I was in Miami, I was still working for TDE, but, mm. you know, digital. I was doing digital. So, like, it didn't matter that I was in Miami and they were all in L.A. And this right. is still, like, you know, in the beginning phases of them, too, you know. Mm-hmm. So, at that time, it wasn't nearly even as big as it is now. Right, right, right. Um, Who was TDE back then? It was just Absol it was just It was just them four. Kendrick, Absol, Schoolboy, and mm-hmm. J-Rock. Now it's, like... And now, you know, SZA, Sir, Isaiah, yeah. um, Reason, yeah. Lance Skywalker, like, wow, the list goes, like, they have more people Shout now. Shout out yeah. to for Zakari, like, yeah. So back then it was, yeah, it was only them fours. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it was digital, so I was able to do it. But that opportunity did show me, even the few times that I had to travel L- to L.A. for for them or mm-hmm. going to New York that I just, I wanted to do, do I wanted to do more. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what, but I knew I wanted to do more than just parties and events. And yeah. I really liked this digital thing and what I was doing. So I came here and then I started to become, say if the boys needed to go on a press run and they were in New York, I would go, I would go along with them and help facilitate that. Um, then I just being here, in, in the faces of people and being in people's offices, I started to, you know, people would see, oh, okay, she's out here, and then just get different jobs here mm-hmm, and there, be mm-hmm. it like, can you do this campaign? Can you market this for us? Can you help us book this kind of artist? It really, like, wow. it was just all over all the place, stuff, you know, yeah. just trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, And that's, yeah, that's really, I was just figuring it out. I was, you know, taking opportunities of things that I could do, Okay, I could do this. Mm, do I like it? No, not really. And then even, so like I said, like I started, I was doing events already back in Miami, mm-hmm. but then I started to do them again in New York when I was just asked, like, can you put together my listening session? And I was like, yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I, I can get you a venue. And then I know somebody at a liquor brand, and you know, so we can have an open bar. And then I know somebody in another brand to like do some goodie bags. And then so I started to build up a like for production again as mm. when I was doing it in Miami, I was still like, I was doing it at the same time that I was trying to build my personal brand. So I felt that I couldn't do both at the same time. And yeah. I was like, okay, well I'm going to let that one down. And then I'm going to keep going with like my Ash outrageous stuff and like content yeah. in my blog. Yeah. Yeah. So what's it like now as you, as you like kind of transition into working with artists um, specifically in like mixed media, like how has your mindset with your business changed, like taking on these like kind of new clients, so to speak. Well, my mindset definitely changed. It was funny because management has always been something that a few people would suggest to me and they'd be like, have you ever thought about management? And I'm like, no, (laughs) like, because at times, as as far as music management, I'm sure everybody can attest to this. Like at most times, I don't feel it has the best rep. People are like, it's glorified babysitting. So I was like, "Mm." (laughs) hmm. 
can be. It can be depending on your client, True. right? Yeah, yeah. So I was always a little hesitant, but um, people don't you know, would just say you should try it because like, you know, a bunch of people in different avenues and, you know, you know how to talk, you know, how to come up with ideas. That would be great. Like you should be managing somebody like plugging and playing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, So now it's been like, I'll be at an event or something and I'm like, how can I insert my client into this? And like, who do I need to talk to? Or, you know, like <laughs> if something, if something comes our way, I'm just like, okay, like, let's do what we're asked for, you know, what, whatever the job is, but then mm. how can we build on this relationship? And mm. I've just always been about relationships and it's, it means a lot to me now, even getting in this management position that a lot of others that I've come up with and worked with, mm. that now I'm able to even hire them or call on them or even ask them for advice for something else. And it's cool because a lot of people that I've, that I've known for a while now, we've all come up together and mm-hmm, like horizontally mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than, I think I had mentioned this to you before, mm-hmm. rather than being like super pressed to, you know, we got to get, you know, we got to get like the gatekeepers or right. the people on top. Like right. we were all just like, let's help each other across the board horizontally. And so a lot of people that I've known for a while have, have gone on to become, you know, high people at places, you know, be it a tech company, mm-hmm. you know, a, a social network, a, a streaming platform. Like, so I'm, I'm excited that a lot of these, even when my clients are coming up with ideas that I'm like, I don't automatically go into it like, yeah, I know somebody, we're going to get it. But I do right. feel confident that I can reach out to somebody and I'm like, hey, this is our idea no, if you're interested, let me know. Like, if not, like, that's okay too. Not taking personally, but I'm able to treat everybody like a professional. I respect everybody as a professional, you know, and I will only hope to get that back, which I have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like this mentality is is now it's only completely different, mind you. I've only been in it doing this now for over a year, so it still feels new, and I'm still figuring it out, still getting my feet wet. <laughs> still feel like you have the personality that. You've kind of been doing a lot of these things since before you were a quote manager. Right. You know? I feel, yeah, a lot of things I've been like unintentionally prepping for it. Right. So now doing it, even friends of mine have told me even like, you know, wow, like you've been happy and like more confident than ever before. And that goes, you know, back to say when I was doing my blog stuff, like, yeah, I loved doing content. I loved interviewing people, but... Now, looking back on it, I know deep down inside there was a part of me that was just never fully comfortable with, mm. like, being, you know, the, the talent, or, like, in front of the camera. I can identify with that. You know? I've done a lot of BTS work. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I'd rather stay back here. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll, we'll shoot you. You look great. You're doing great. You're doing great. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned relationships and how you value those. Like, how do you... What's your trick? You got any tricks, bro? <laughs> mm. I mean, obviously, be a decent person and all those right. basic things. But like in terms of business and the kind of work and the creative space, like that's not something you hear like working horizontally. Like there's all, there's it does happen, but it's not something that I feel people champion. So like, how do you yeah. maintain those relationships? I think it's it, it is like cliche to say by just being a decent person. But yeah, like I like I like to check in on people, even if it's like at times if we're just talking through like a dm or something let's say like on instagram right or like twitter and just like you know hope everything's all been well or like they reply to something i say or i reply to something they say but even when so yeah it's really like checking in and even when i see people out i really you know like i'm definitely over the like so what are you working on conversation (laughs) like because it's always like oh you know and then you can have that 10 times in a row so i just rather i you know i want to ask people like how are you doing like how are you yeah. Like not how's work. How are you? Right. Work, you know, we can talk about that after, but like, how are you? And then when it comes to work, what I've been, I catch myself, I do this a lot. Like even with, um, Deanna, who I've been managing any of our clients, I'm making sure I'm just sending them thank you email. Like just a thank you email can be as simple as thank you for having us. We really appreciate your time. It doesn't have to be a whole paragraph or anything. Just a simple thank you email goes a long way or, mm-hmm. you know, just, saying hello to everybody in the room if it's a client, you know. Mm-hmm. I I think it's really just being even like 
what's the word to say courteous or something you know and just being thoughtful thoughtful yeah. I, I i do i love sending thank you emails just to make people sure like make people know that we're thankful for that opportunity because at the end of the day they could have given it to somebody else you know or if they feel like you weren't appreciative of, or something might not hire you again i don't know i just always like to keep it cool yeah yeah <laughs> that's nice so logical yeah i mean i'm when i think about it i'm like i feel like it's it's not it's not anything too complex yeah yeah so i kind of want to get into this a little bit um the whole like hustle mentality Mm -hmm. especially you've seen the like the birth of this like public hustle on social media yeah um i don't know if i I don't know if I'm curious, like, how has it changed over time? Or I guess, how has that impacted you and your work? Like, seeing what other people are doing and having it so visible. Um, at There was a point in my life where I would see what people are doing, because when you think about it, and, like, we're talking about what we see, what people are doing on social. Nobody is posting, rarely, <laughs> at least rarely, in my opinion, because there are some people that do, but rarely people are showing their losses. Everybody's just glorifying the wins and they're not showing you the down times and the the times that, you know, you fucked up or you made a mistake. Like, you don't really want to show that. Um, so there was a point in my life where I was comparing myself and I fell into that trap of seeing what everybody was posting and I was becoming consumed with it. Really? Yeah. Like, like I realized, on. like, I was, like, I, it was bad. I was full on consumed with it and just n- to the point where I just wasn't doing anything for myself. Or if I did something, I just wouldn't put it out because I was like, well, it's not good enough. Because wow. then it was like, maybe if I was going to put it out, then I saw something else that day and was like, hmm, well, you know, that I ain't shit, <laughs> you know? Um, and I went through. Yeah, just a lot of comparing myself to different things, people. Um, And it was like a deep insecurity, which I couldn't figure out why. Was it um, gender-based? Like, were you looking at other women and feeling that way? Or men? It was other women and men, yeah. It was definitely both. Yeah. Um, You know, just thinking like, am I not working too hard enough? Or what didn't I do? Yeah. You know, just all these different questions going throughout my mind, like at, you know, yeah. 10, you know, 50 miles an hour. I'm just yeah. like all these things going, going in and out. And, um, I think it was just one day that I woke up and I was like, okay, I can't continue to <laughs> do this out of it to myself anymore. Yeah. It was even yeah. like, I had to like cut back my time on social, but it was more, it was like it was a lot of self discipline and, you know, and, and talking to close friends about it. Yeah. That, it, was, it was like um, deeper than socials, right? Yeah. It was like other stuff that you were dealing with. Yeah. It was definitely like a few things. And, um, you know, I have my, my, my close friends uh, to thank for being like super understanding and like, you know, the times that I would vent mm-hmm. that they would listen and, you know, help guide me to the right way. But it's still at the end of the day, it's like when, when you're feeling that way, the only person that can help you is yourself. Like you have to be aware of it and accept that, that problem. And then like, okay, so let's look at it in the face and let's fix it. Wow. So yeah, that was hard alone. And then it was yeah. like, okay, so like, okay, so how, how do we fix it now? Yeah. And then that was a whole nother hurdle to get over, you know? So how do you fix it? <laughs> I, like I said, I definitely had to, I just had to, it was like, I just, if I would start having a thought of like thinking of comparing myself to somebody, I just, it was like, I just told myself like, okay, we're going to snap out of it. And then just think of the own things that I have done that are really like, that are great. And like, you know, telling myself like, we all have our own journey. Mm. We're all going at our own pace. Mm. It's fine. Like I'm not, I'm not like in a, in a sense, like I have to do these things by this age. It was like, I was very close-minded in a sense, mm. I, I would say then, of like, just like, you know, I gotta, you know, do this by this age. Just like ridiculous things. That yeah. I was like, what yeah. the hell is wrong with me? 
Like, we're all on our own journey. It's fine. It was a lot of just telling myself, like, it's fine. Relax. Yeah. Relax, bro. <laughs> Sometimes you have to do that. You have to, like, actively stop yourself. Be like, all right, time to chill, man. Like, other people can tell you all they want, but, like, unless you actually admit right. guilt <laughs> to yourself, right. then you're not making any changes. Right. Yeah. So how did you create, like, new boundaries for yourself? Um, I think it also came with who I was around, mm, like certain type of friends. Do. Yeah. And like protecting my energy and like, you know, when I'm, when I'm, you know, venting about something that I'm upset about that they're actually listening and not just like brushing me off. Um, or people, you know, that are just understanding, um, making sure that in those moments, sometimes if I was going down, like I could call on mentors of mine and they were like, you know, they, they would just, it's like, they knew, they always knew like the right things to say. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I, it was just like me mentally I had to, like I said, it was just any time when I would get a thought of starting to compare myself to somebody, mm. I continuously had to remind myself, like, I'm on my own journey. And then I, then when I stopped thinking about all this stuff, I really, like, focused and went into, like, tunnel vision mm -hmm. of, like, okay, what do I need to do? Right. And what do I want to do? What are my own goals? Mm -hmm. And just, like, forget about what everybody else is doing. It's fine. Like, everybody's doing their own thing. I'm going to do my own thing, mm -hmm. too. So the contrast like help you create clarity. For yes. Yeah. yeah. And um it really like focusing in tunnel vision was a big was a big thing. Mm -hmm. Like I really had to like zone in mm -hmm. and like just like as if like, you know, like going like cold turkey, just like cutting, like just stopping yeah. the the comparison. Yeah. So the reason why I asked you to come in here is because I saw an Instagram post mm -hmm. that you posted mm -hmm. um i don't know like two three weeks ago yeah and it was it really spoke to me because like you said a lot of people don't post their losses or they don't post like real shit you know it's right. always like some this is amazing and this is happening yeah but your post was about i mean it's about a lot of stuff but what really got me was like the self-love part yep. and just like this idea of self-love and like codependency on mm -hmm. you know dependent on other people and kind of like seeking love in other places mm -hmm. um than yourself yeah, yeah. So how did you get to that point where you're like, I'm comfortable enough to like actually tell my 20 something thousand followers. Right. This? I think it's just because as of, as of late, I've been seeing multiple people talk about it. And even mm. there's, there's friends around me that are like quite a few of them are recently like even starting therapy. Mm. And I just feel like it, like anything, even like starting therapy or like if you're feeling down or something you know, there needs to be more conversation about that. People think, you know, people knowing that it's okay and not to be embarrassed or ashamed of it because I I really, like, we all go through this. Yeah. There's even somebody that's like, oh, no, I'm okay. Like, yeah, you're okay now, but you're going to say, like, there wasn't a moment in time. I feel like everybody has gone through that that moment, you know, yeah. of, like, when yeah. you're like, look. Like, I you can't even look yourself repeatedly. in the mirror. <laughs> It's a it's a daily practice. Yeah. Like, you know, like I I have I've had like a tough, you know, like not even it has nothing to do even with my upbringing, you know, both my parents still together like were very loving to me. Mm -hmm. I think it was just yeah, it was and even like even growing up like high school everything, yeah, like I was always fine. It was definitely like the whole like early 20s thing where I started to like freak out a little mm -hmm. bit like, "Wait, what's going on?" Mm -hmm. Um and maybe is it because of like the industry that I'm in and like the pressures of people or even the way women are looked at. And cause there was a time where I was like, you know, do I need to change things about myself as mm. in like body type? Because I'm so tiny, you know, like, like now it's like I'm 29 years old, but if you saw me on the street, nobody ever guesses that I'm 29 years old. <laughs> I'm like, you know, they think I'm. I might card you. Know, you yeah, at like a bar. Yeah, like <laughs> I definitely still get carded, but you know, I'm still looking. You know, even the musician that I'm managing, she's 19 years old. It's so like we we stand next to each other. You might think we're the same age, and I'm like, no, I'm a whole last 10 years older. Than her. <laughs> I'm a decade. She old. always she always laughs when I say that because I'm like, I'm 
I'm old next to you, girl. I'm <laughs> 10 years older than you. I've been through some shit. <laughs> um, but uh, I got lost my train of thought here. But um, yeah, like I, I don't know, like where where it all where it all came from. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I I think I do think it was because of like this industry. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, totally. Like I mean, it has yeah. to be. Like every time, it, it's like it's like I try not to say that it is because then people are like, "Well, why are you still in it?" And I'm like, "Well, for one, because." I love it. Right. I just, I just had to overcome that myself. You know, it was more like, it was more like me, like being confident with myself and who I am as a yeah. person. Like yeah. not even just like, not even about like body type, nothing. Just like I, I loved music and mm-hmm. I still do. And you know, like I've, I've loved it since I was a kid making my own mixtapes and making them for my friends in middle school and stuff and doing graffiti on everybody's backpack. Like wow. hip hop has been like a life of mine going to shows like two at times, two to three a week. There was a point where I was going to two, three a week and I just love live music. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like finding self love was important to me. Cause yeah, then codependency came in where it's like, you know, I was in a relationship and, you know, always wanted to be with him and, you know, oh, you want to come with me to this? Okay, well, I won't go, like, if you won't go. Mm. Um, And then even I remember there was a point where I hated eating alone, like, when I moved to New York. Mm. Like, you know, I don't, I was just always, like, calling everybody, who are you? Is anybody close to here? Is anybody, <laughs> does anyone want to meet for lunch? And then, like, you know, I love my alone time now. Yeah. I guess maybe that comes with the age or something. Yeah. Yeah. That could be part of it too. Yeah. Um when you say when you mentioned the industry, like what industry would you consider yourself in? Mm, I mean, well, I everything was like music industry and like I feel I I still work in music when it comes to like event production and all that and even like brand mm. partnerships. Like I work closely with uh Flapper Zombies mm. doing their special events and brand partnerships. I um, didn't expect that. Oh yeah, like that's <laughs> that's family right there. That squad gang gang. Um, and yeah, with them it was because they're independent artists, and I'm like, mind you, they're my very close friends. But I, but I also am a fan of their music, and they just do an amazing job when it comes to their album rollouts, their merch. Like they're just sick. Like, and they do have a crazy fan following and like they do super well for being independent artists. But when it came to branded stuff, I was like, well, why aren't you guys having any branded stuff? Like, you know, there'd be like campaigns that I would see and I'd be like, well, why the heck aren't these guys in this kind of campaign? So, you know, it's like knowing people that I knit from music industry, I started to Mm -hmm. pitch them for things and we've been able to make some cool stuff happen. But um, yeah, it's like still most people, even I know when I go to industry events, it's all music people. So I'm like, so I guess it's music. Yeah. And then even with um working with Deanna, mm-hmm. um, you know, things have come full circle with we're still able to work with music things. Like, you know, like she just did her first stage design at MoMA PS1. And that came through a good friend of mine, Jonas, who I know from like when he used to be at SOBs. So you still, it's like, it's still like music stuff. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. it's definitely... Yeah, it's definitely still music. And like music is my my passion. It's my number one. And that's why, you know, I wanted to start managing with a not a musician first, which mm-hmm. is Deanna. Mm-hmm. Although the worlds definitely collide art and music. Yeah. And then now with the musician that I'm doing with the artist development, you know, that's still like I was like, but I still need to manage a musician. Like I gotta I gotta still do music. I just, I love music. It's always gonna be a part right, of my life right. forever. I will be that lady at the concerts <laughs> where my kid is with me with the big headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> I love parents like that. Um, every time I see it, I'm like, that's gonna be me. <laughs> yep. So with all of your working that you're doing, how do you create the boundaries when you're not working? <laughs> or like, when do you turn off? You know what? That's a problem that I have. I recently went to this past June, I went to Spain for my birthday. And it was like when I'm like opening my door to even like go down into my Uber. I was like, do I bring my laptop? No. And then my friends are like, leave the damn laptop. And I'm like, okay, okay. And it's funny because even when I do go on vacations and I bring my laptop, you don't I use open it. it like once. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. I it's stopped like, bringing it. I stopped. It's just, I, I'm like, well, no, I'm bringing it. Even though, you know, I just even I got a new laptop. I got the you light got the one. Air. Oh, yeah, so I got the like, lightweight oh, I can bring one. It everywhere. <laughs> because 
the one that I had before that I had since 2010, and that shit was a brick. <laughs> it was so heavy. Um, but yeah, I feel like, you know, I have to give myself at times the weekends. I give myself like Saturday and Sunday. Nice. Because other than that, I feel like entrepreneur, freelance, you know, we're not the normal nine to five. Like it's, all around yeah. the, the clock. It really never stops, especially when you're working on different projects at once. So say, for instance, like recently, like in May, I was producing the Beast Coast album release party. But, you know, I still have stuff that I'm managing with Deanna. So it's like I'm setting this hour to get stuff done for Beast Coast. And then I'm going and I have a conference call for Deanna. And then I'm writing back emails or sending an invoice. Mm. And then I'm going back Beast Coast stuff. Then there's yeah. orders coming in, you know, for like things that we're ordering for the party and making sure I'm getting that. So it's like, <laughs> so how do you manage your time? That sounds complicated. I honestly don't know. <laughs> when people ask me that, Good I'm like, answer. I don't know. There's not, I don't, I don't know. It just happens. Every, every day is different. Yeah. Every day it's like, okay, what's priority? What has to get done? Yeah. yeah. And every day is different. I really, I never know what's, what's to come. Would you ever go work a nine to five or have you? Um, no, actually, thankfully I've, I've, but I have always, you know, like you always get to that, especially as a freelancer, yeah. you're like, fuck, I need a fucking job. <laughs> like I can't do this anymore. I can't, no, you know, no net 45. Because, yeah. Like because, I'll pay you in two years. Really guys? Really great. <laughs> like recently I've gotten some contracts with like it's net 60 and I'm like, net 60. You're like, you need to pay me when the work is done. Um, you know, I've, I've been to that point yeah. so many times I've taken interviews at, I think all the labels. Sure. And they've always been like, I always feel like it's like when they have conversations with me, they're like, we can tell you'd be unhappy here. Mm. And it's like, I'm always like, oh, but I should do it just so I can have the experience, you know, just do it, get it under my belt and get it over with before, you know, that's another thing when I'd be, I was, I would be like giving myself these crazy timelines. Oh, I should do the desk job before 30, you know? Well, you got a year, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. But um, I've, I've been to that point. Yeah. I don't even know how many times. So, and then every time I get to that point, yeah. a crazy job comes and then I'm like, okay, never mind. Just Bye, kidding. guys. <laughs> What's like the, this is something I actually haven't talked to a lot of entrepreneurs about, but something I've dealt with is you get to that point where you're like, because when you work for yourself, you're pitching your own business, you're sending your own invoices, you're taking your own meeting notes, you're mm -hmm. sending the follow-ups. Like you're literally doing every job in the house. Like if you were in a restaurant, you'd be like the cook, the the hostess, the marketing person, the right. accountant, like you're everything. Um, when you get to that point where you're just like, fuck this, like, have you, ha has that ever taken you to like a dark place? Oh, Yeah. Where'd you that, go? Where'd you go, fam? <laughs> that's that's a good question. I definitely have been, and that was a time where I was like, "Okay, I'm I'm gonna make a resume. Um, I'm gonna send it out to people." <laughs> and then I was like freaking out because I'm like, "Oh shit, how am I gonna pay my rent next month?" You know, because then I'm like, "Just following up, just following up <laughs> with like five people, yeah, who just following up, right?" And yeah, it took me to a place of like. Is this what I should be doing? Yeah, a lot of should doubt. I, yeah, right? should I be doing this? Yeah. Is is this gonna last? How am I? And then it goes. Then I'm going like into the future. Yep. I want a house one day. How am I gonna have a house? You know, living paycheck to paycheck, or like not even knowing when my next check is coming. Which that's the tough part. It's yeah. like so. Even and then I'm like, you know, to be honest, like I'm not a numbers person. So mm -hmm. you know, I'm asking my best friend who's a number pers numbers person. You know, how can I? budget this out this mm -hmm. check because mm -hmm. when this one comes you know i right. got this to pay and i got that to pay and then i'm gonna have this x yeah. amount you don't left. have an accounting department <laughs> yeah i don't have an accounting department thankfully my best friend is your accounting department is is my accountant and she's yeah she's my accounting department and now like nice. in today i am a quickbooks user crushing and i have a <laughs> the quickbooks on my phone and everything i can enter all my info Whew, good yeah. stuff um, but yeah, like those places I was just, I was just doubting myself. Is this what I should be doing? Mm -hmm. Should I just go work at a label, be a yeah. project manager? Yep. And yeah, I would, I would do great. But my whole thing, I think at times with labels was like, I don't want to 
them to stick me on a project where I'm like, oh my gosh, I hate this. Yeah. Because when it comes to even work I do now, I can't work on something or sell something if I don't like it. Imagine that. Yeah, and I've and I've had to do that at times. Yeah, I've had to do that to. In a, because I needed the money, you yeah. know. But I just was always like, and you know, and and that's to be able to do that and to like, I guess in a sense you would say like be like picky, mm-hmm. you know. Like I said, like at times, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this because uh because I need it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what I've liked with management now is that like I'm picking, you know, who I want to work with because I believe in them and I want, and you know, I want them to win. And I, and you know, like if I believe in it, that just makes it easier anytime if I'm going to a meeting or I'm telling a friend about it, it just makes it that much easier because it's genuine. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and I'm not forcing it. I'm like, um, you should like it because, uh, mm, I don't know, man, you know, (laughs) I don't really like it. So I get it. Yeah. Wow. No, the dark place is a place that exists. <laughs> yeah. I, I, no I one really call, talks about, no. no one talks about the side of freelance hustling where you literally don't know yeah. how you're going to pay for shit. Yeah. How are you going to pay for shit? And then all of a sudden you get like $20,000 job and you're like, yeah, holy you're shit. Like, oh, okay. Flip. I guess I'm doing the right yeah. thing. Right. Like, <sighs> but even that, like, even you then, know, like yeah. going through, I remember I went through a lot of where I'm like, afraid to ask mm. for a bigger you know amount how do you when know like, like when it's okay to ask i feel like it it started to come to me when i realized like okay i need a like i bring i'm valuable i'm bringing you this to the table and that costs even you know there were so many we want to pick your brain meetings oh my god i went through so <laughs> many of those that they're just like no, just come in the office. We want to pick your brain. We and all, I would do those there. multiple times. Right. And then I was like, hmm. I could be charging people for that. I have it's a, called consulting, bro. I have a friend, Amir, uh, whose last name I won't say. Um, but he literally told me, he's like, yeah, I start charging a thousand bucks for those meetings. And it, like an hour? Yeah. If you want to yeah. sit down and pick my brain of, you know, 10, 20 years of experience in the industry that you're, you want to know more about, wow. you can pay me for that. Yeah. <laughs> and he told me that. I was like, damn. I was like, my, I must owe him thousands of dollars by now. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Amir. <laughs> um, yeah. Like all yeah. of that was, was a moment where I was like, I would ask, yeah, my mentors, how, how much should I charge for this? How much yeah. do I charge for that? And it's funny now because now, in the position that I'm in now as a manager, yeah. it's weird because I'm not asking for myself. I'm asking for my client. Right. And now just, it's so easy as I, I'm, right. I crack myself up because I'm like, Oh, what do they want? Okay. Yeah. It's going to be this amount. It's going to be double. And then she'll be like, <laughs> you don't think that's too much. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I <love> no, it. <laughs> because if they, you know, they came to you, if they want you, they will pay. Right. And if they don't, that's fine. Somebody else will come along. That's true. And she's like, Oh, okay. Heard you. Got I, it. I actually knew it. Uh, I know a DJ in LA, she's like super successful now, but when she was first starting, people weren't taking her seriously. And she was like, fuck this. I'm going to create, she created like an alias for herself. That was her manager was a, with a different name. I know a few people that do that. You might know this person. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and she started getting crazy offers. Yeah. Like, cause she was asking for them yeah. from a different place. Yep. Yeah. I know a few people that do it. And I'm always like, but what if they want a meeting with their manager? Then what? And they're like, I didn't think about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just be like, yeah, they're traveling. They're out of office. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's Uh, crazy, though, that, that, you know, that's the way that it works. It's like having somebody ask for you than than ask for yourself. Because it's always awkward. Even, yeah, every time that I would be like, um, they'd be like, oh, you know, we want you to do this. And I'm like, um, that's gonna, mm, I don't know why. But like, why? Why is it weird to ask somebody to pay you (laughs) even just like, Okay, it's gonna be five thousand. Why? Right. Not everybody's like that. Though. No, people are like, a lot of oh, people are not like. I don't that. have a problem. No, New Yorkers are not like that. I don't know. I'm just always like, <laughs> I don't know why. For me, it was hard at first. Where I was like, I, Ugh. I have dealt with the same stuff. It has to do with like your confidence in yourself and the way you value yourself. Right. Would you see? So even me asking for money that go that went to back to the other problems that I was having right. in my head. It's all related. Yeah, it's all like yeah. a part of the same yeah. thing. Yeah, and oftentimes like. I mean, I hate to bring it back to gender, but it's a real thing. And especially in music. Yep. I've been, I'm, and we talked about this, like 
I've been one of the guys. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, I'm hearing yep. the stories about last night and yep. da 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 da. Um, and I'm totally cool with that. I've always had so many guy friends in mm-hmm. my life. Um, but as a woman, you start to like internalize things. Yeah. And it's not that you like sit there like I don't have value and nothing like that, but. You sit, you come from a place where you're like, oh, maybe I should feel bad for asking for this. Like, yep. you have like guilt about it, and like when you really shouldn't. But there's been so many times in your life where you've been told like, um, oh no, it's not worth that, or you know whatever mm-hmm. it is. And I struggled with that for a long time. Now I'm like, nah, this is gonna cost like this yeah. is gonna cost this much. It's so weird. Yeah, me too. Now yeah. I'm like, nope. Yeah, and if you don't want it, then then cool. Go find someone else. Okay, bye. (laughs) You came to me. If you want me to do it, it's this. Yeah. Not going less than that. Yeah, it's so so strange. Even just like I'm thinking about it now, how I used to be and how I now I'm just like, nope. Let me know when to send the invoice. (laughs) Going to need a deposit. Exactly. I'm like, no, literally, I'm going to need a deposit before I do anything. Yep. I started doing that. Before I lift a finger. Yeah. So how do you like decompress from all the contracts and all the work shit and everything? What's your what's your go to? Honestly, I'm a movie person. Oh, yeah. I've loved movies. I grew up. I did not grow up religious. I grew up every Sunday. I went to the movies with my parents and like (laughs) all my friends were always every Monday in school. What movie did you see this weekend? (laughs) I love Sitting on my couch and watching a movie. Wow. Like, it could be, I'm just, sometimes I randomly just find things. Like, I, I really like foreign films. Mm, um, I'm going to have to hit subtitles. you up some And I like them because I like to, I like how I have to be concentrated. Because I have to watch the picture and read subtitles. Most of the time it's in another language. Yeah, you're like fully into it. Yeah. And I'm like, if I, I don't, I usually don't even like watching them with people. Yeah. Because yeah. They're always asking the question, and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm trying to read. I'm trying to, shit. <laughs> um, and I, uh, I like cleaning. <laughs> I have be, the more the older I've gotten, I, uh, I've become like OCD crazy. I've become my mom. Oh. Anybody, um, any of my friends who know my mom, it's like the minute the garage door opens and she's sitting on the couch, she is screaming through the kitchen to the garage, take off your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't even, even step my foot in yet. Oh my god! I am becoming. I am my I mother's know. child. I'm I, just like that's scary. I'm the friend. Kinda. It's like they're talking to me, and I'm like, yeah, yeah sliding the coaster. Get your crumbs off the yeah. counter. <laughs> so now it's like, but I find like um, cleaning Sorry. helps me like calm down. Yeah. Yeah. Decompress. Yeah. Yeah, because you're fully into it, and it's like an immediate yeah. result. And I, and I like putting shit. my music cool. on, and I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, and then sooner or later, I'm like, oh shit, I cleaned the whole house. <laughs> like, I'll even like the other day, I was cleaning sneakers, and my roommate was laughing at me because I was like, I cleaned your sneakers, thinking they were mine. She was like, I was looking at them, like, why are they so clean? <laughs> <laughs> was like I because we had the same pair and I'm like I cleaned yours too. I'm like oh I'm gonna come over and leave my yeah. <laughs> thank you for coming to current mood. Yeah, thank talking, you for having me. Talking about your moods. Yeah, big moods. <laughs> big <laughs> moods. All right, cool. Thanks, dude. Thank you. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to Current Mood on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and Anchor and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Also, join us on Instagram for some super cool visuals at currentmood.io. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. And if you really feel like reaching out, send a message. Tell us what you are feeling, please. Thanks so much.